0: This is a great question that Jesus asks when he, walk, when he appears in the room with the terrified 12, the terrified 11 apostles. He says, Have you anything here to eat? And this question, I think, is kind of about the most human question that a person could ask. I think about... How many times I've asked my own mom that, especially in my childhood. What do we have to eat? What do we have to eat? You know, any of the very close family relatives that I have in my extended family, there is a great comfort walking into their homes because they are like family. And hopefully we all kind of have this experience of people in our lives where we just walk into their homes And we feel at home, even if it's not our own home. And how many times in my life have I walked into one of my aunt and uncle's houses and all my cousins are running around and first thing I do, I say, you know, Hey, Aunt Mary, how's it going? I'm immediately making a beeline to the refrigerator. (laughs) You guys have anything to eat? And so there's a desire, there's a hunger that we all have that needs to be satisfied relationally. There's a hunger for my family and the relationships and there's a hunger for the bodily and the physical to be satisfied as well. Both of those things. There's kind of a spiritual hunger and there's a physical hunger. And all that's going on in this passage and it all goes on actually for all of us because we are both physical and spiritual beings. We are soul and body. That's very important. And those two things are not disconnected. The soul and the body are one until we die, and there's a separation. And a lot of people tend to think of the life that we live as, let's say, as Catholics, and if you die, you leave your body behind. And then you go to heaven. And that's kind of the end of the story. You're in heaven with God forever. It's not actually what we believe. We believe in the resurrection of the body. We believe that we get our bodies back. Fully restored. We actually believe in the restoration of the entire body physical, and material world, universe, where all that is now corruptible and dying and changing will be perfect forever. And there will be this perfect union between the spiritual and the physical, because the spiritual and the physical are both very important. And God wants to satisfy our hunger for both in this mystery that we celebrate of Jesus and the resurrection. Now, if somebody were to shoot you with a gun, you would not say, hey, why'd you just shoot my body? You would say, you just shot me. And a lot of people wonder, why does the church get so hung up on sexual issues? Well, those have to do with the body. And the body has a meaning and a teleology, we would say. It is for something specific. The body and the soul are meant to be together in a very integral way, not disintegrated way. And so when Jesus appears, he is not a ghost. He's physical. His body comes back. Jesus' passion is spiritual and physical. Jesus' resurrection, spiritual and physical. Our lives as Christians, spiritual and physical. God created all of the material universe, and what did He say? Focus on the spiritual, focus on the spiritual. No, he said, and we read in the book of Genesis, that God looked upon all that he had created and he said, this is good. The material is good. And so, in today's account, Jesus asks this really interesting question. Have you anything here to eat? And I think that, and they, they do give him, they do give him food, and he starts to eat it. But I think what Jesus is doing here is, is he's kind of asking a cheeky question. And he's being clever. Have you anything here to eat? Because remember what happened at the beginning of this passage is those two disciples, this is this scene that we're hearing takes place on Easter, this particular passage, on Easter Sunday. And later that day, kind of the midday, early afternoon, there were those two disciples who were walking to Emmaus. And Jesus appeared to them. They didn't really recognize who he was. But he made himself present to them in the breaking of the bread. And then as those two guys come back and they're about to tell the 11 what happened, they're recounting what happened and how he made himself known to them in the breaking of the bread, Jesus immediately appears. Right after this phrase, breaking of the bread. Have you anything here to eat? The reason I say Jesus is being clever here is because the answer is yes, we have you to eat. We have you to eat. We have Jesus to eat. And this is the same question I think Jesus asks us every time we walk into this this church Do you have anything to eat? And the answer is, yes, Lord, we have you. And that's why we're here. And Jesus left a physical, he left himself for us in his presence, in his person in a very physical way, in the Eucharist. The Eucharist, we say as Catholics, is the source and summit of our faith. That means the Mass and the Eucharist itself Because the Eucharist is Jesus. And Jesus wants to feed us physically even. Physically and spiritually. And we need to receive Him in this way. Not just spiritually, physically. Eucharistically. This is how Jesus set it up from the very beginning. He satisfies both the soul and the body. All of the sacraments involve physical actions. And if we go a long time without receiving the Eucharist, and we need to be properly disposed when we receive the Eucharist, which means we're in what's called a state of grace. We don't have any mortal sins that we have not repented from, gone to confession for. But if we don't receive the Eucharist for a long time, we start to become weary, maybe without even knowing it. At the very beginning of this passage, we hear in Jesus' words the disposition of of the apostles they're troubled. Why are you troubled? Why do questions arise in your heart? They're questioned. They're troubled. They're anxious. They're fearful. And then Jesus, who physically appears to them, starts to alleviate this fear, this anxiety, this darkness and depression. This weariness. It says their hearts started to burst with joy as he revealed himself to them physically in his person. We all need this. We all need this physical satisfaction from Jesus. We need the medication of the Eucharist for our weary and tired souls. Something does happen when we receive him, even if we don't realize it. And you can tell. And we need to be here physically with one another. And so I just want to invite anyone who has not yet returned to Mass, and so I'm speaking to people uh, who are watching online now, and I say this with all, um, no judgment whatsoever, Um, it's probably time to come back. It's probably time to come back. And of course there are always risks as far as a lot of people are still nervous about the virus to a certain extent, but it is much safer here at St. Michael's in this church than it is at any grocery store that you go to. I I guarantee that. We put a lot of steps in place to make sure that people are at ease and comfort. So I encourage all of you in the congregation right now, those who have not come back physically, to invite friends or family to come back physically. And I don't say that from my own point of view as priest, I say that for, for everybody's sake. We need the Lord physically. We need each other physically. We have certain needs and appetites as human beings that God wants to satisfy. We are body and soul, not just soul. God bless our Protestant brothers and sisters. God bless them. But we as Catholics have the fullness of faith, the physical and the spiritual. We have the joy and the relief that the sacraments give us. Jesus, I ask you to please help satisfy our hunger for you. And as you satisfy our hunger, help our hunger to even increase and then satisfy it even more. Expand our hearts to receive you and even even more. And Lord, thank you for the great gift of the Eucharist, of community that you give us, especially as we as we remember this past year and how. It has disconnected us in a very physical way. We are especially thankful for the ways that you satisfy our physical and spiritual needs and the practical ways that you have left us and that you give us perpetually, that you give us yourself. We ask you to bless our families and we ask you to alleviate any fear that continues and bring peace. We ask this in Christ our Lord. Amen.